Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. We're going to have Matt Morgan joining us in a bit, some people stopping by to discuss WrestleMania 33. It is over. God, seven hours of wrestling from start to finish, pre-show to takers, uh, what was likely his final match, looked to be his final match uh, between Roman Reigns there, closing out the show. So much stuff happened. New champions, new developments. The Hardys are back. It was crazy. We're going to get into it starting going match by match with the pre-show. First, want to let everyone know, though, that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. When you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc., that's, coup- uh, that's LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc., Raj, how are you doing, man? I know you and Matt did the Takeover podcast last night. You had seven hours of wrestling today. Everything on the site. How are you feeling? <sighs> it's tiring, and uh, we're not even not even done yet. We're almost there, though. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a good weekend. I think uh, overall, I thought WrestleMania was a good event. Um, really long. That was my yeah. big negative about it. Uh, same thing with the Hall of Fame uh, NXT. I thought was great. So you know, fun weekend and Raw tomorrow should be should be great and so uh but yeah i am getting getting tired it's a lot of wrestling and really you know now that they got the network they don't have time restrictions but maybe time restrictions aren't the worst thing when it comes to putting on programming yeah it's like if you really need to get everything on maybe you should do a two-day show yeah you know i've seen some people suggest that and i always like the idea of one day you know it's it's all it's all out there but uh with how long these are getting, maybe it's not a bad idea to do it over two days. And then you yeah. can really, you, you, you don't have to throw all these multi-person matches. Uh, you could you break it up and, and, uh, and it, it would just be spaced out a lot better. Yeah, I think that they need to think of some new ways to approach this because today it seemed like they were just really trying to throw everything in there and we got a lengthy show. Now, granted, the wrestling didn't start till a half an hour into the pre-show, um, but it did begin with the Cruiserweight match. So it was interesting that this was kicked to the very beginning. We had Neville versus the Austin Aries for the title. This seems like I watched this a week ago. Um, I mean, not that I saw the match a week ago, but today's match seems like it happened a week ago, given how many things we've seen in between now and then. But what did you think of the match itself and what do you make of Neville retaining? 
I thought, I thought that was a good move. Um, just because uh, there's just so many title changes on this, you know, uh, this show that you don't want every title to change. And, and, you know, this is obviously going to keep going. So um, I, I, w- I was fine with that. I thought it was a nice reward for Neville. I think uh, we were talking about it before and people were predicting that Austin could end up getting the belt here. But I think for Neville, this just solidifies it more, right? It's going to make it all that more special when uh, Aries does eventually go over. Yeah, if he does. I mean, you know, I, we'll see what WWE decides. I mean, you would think that's the logical next step, but uh, you never know. I mean, they Seeing, change their minds on, yeah. on stuff like that all the time. But seeing them, the two of them tonight, don't you think that together what they do is just on another level? And the other cruiserweights are talented. But when you see the two of them together, it's just this whole other level of experience and of polish that they have, particularly for wrestling on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it just feels like a, a, a much bigger match with the two of them as opposed to any other cruiserweight match. And, and I will say this. I thought this match was really good. Yeah. Uh, those Germans looked ugly as hell. I mean, <laughs> Aries landed on his head on one, and, and yeah. some of those looked like uh, they could really hurt. Um, but that being said, uh, I thought it was one of the best pre-show matches uh, in, in a while. Yeah, we got, strong. we got Chris joining us here for a bit uh, until Matt is able to come on. Hopefully Matt is still awake and is able to come on. Uh, but Chris, how's it going? Doing well, Raj. Just trying to uh, digest everything that went on in the show, you know, all five and some hours of it. But uh, I thought it was a good show overall. Yeah. What would you think of, uh, we we're, were talking about Neville, Neville and Aries. What would you, you think of that and, and the ending? I think that was sort of the way that you had to go, because if you want to establish Neville as a true main eventer type of level, even if it's in the cruiserweight, I thought you had to go there. I thought they had some nice hope spots for Aries, uh, but I think it was one of the better, I guess, quote unquote, wrestling matches on the card. Yeah, I agree. It was a good showcase. And then after that, we had uh, the Andre Battle Royal which was crazy, right? I mean, so this started off as a total cluster F. I mean, with just 30 people in the ring. I mean, right? I mean, when they had those entrances, they had the big group of guys just come out and enter the ring. And then there were a couple of entrances. I mean, Big Show got an entrance. But then it was just chaos for the first couple of minutes. I mean, that's how battle royals, yeah. I mean, you can't have a good battle royal, really, until you get rid of, you know, until you can see people doing stuff and people can and do things. So, Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought... I don't, I don't know. I, I thought this never got good. I thought I thought this was, uh, you know, for the Andre Battle Royals for what they are. It was obviously just uh, a way to get Gronk on TV and and get some uh, get some media on uh, Sports Center. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, once they got Big Show and Strowman out early, I was like, what are these guys doing? I was like, I'm hoping it's not a tone that is being set for the rest of the night. Which thankfully it wasn't because I thought they overthought this. I mean, I didn't have Mojo pegged on it. Congratulations to those, Mr. Rubenstein, for having that. But uh, I did not have Mojo pegged as that winner. I thought it was going to be either Strowman, Big Show, or Zayn. But obviously, I can be wrong. You know what it was? It's the fact that on TV, they gave the most time to him and Sammy with setting up storylines for them going into this. And I know we predicted that because they didn't have anything else for Braun, and because it's mm-hmm. Big Show's last WrestleMania, they seemed like the obvious choices. So once they were eliminated, it was like, oh, my God, this could actually happen. Those are the only real storylines that they laid out for this. Yeah, but does it, is it going to do him any good? We'll see. We'll see where they are in a month. I, I'm yeah. betting in two months he's going to be back to where he's been, um, you know, where he's he'll be on SmackDown pay-per-views doing things, but he, he won't make the big shows. And uh, 
He'll be, he'll be back to where he was. And if that's the case, why not use this battle Royal for someone like Samoa Joe, who was not on the show at all yeah, or Luke surprising. Harper or someone that already is, is, you know, at that, that brink with that, you could do something with them and give them that little nudge to get them, you know, over the top a little bit more. I feel like Vince or someone in creative just thinks Mojo, you know, has the potential to be their guy and they just don't know what to do with him yet. So I think they're just going to keep trying. And this was a chance to maybe see if something organically develops after this. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he has the possibility of being in that Baron Corbin spot next year to where he's fighting for an IC title shot on the pre-show. I mean, it took a year for Corbin to get some uh, legs under him. So maybe Mojo is going to be the same way. Yeah, we'll but see. but Corbin's yeah. I mean, we'll see. Mojo's been there, and and you know we we haven't seen him uh, we haven't seen him evolve much as far as crowd reactions and things go. But we'll see if this this helps out. So, congrats to Mojo. I've always thought that Mojo had the look and and the physicality to to be a top star, but I've always felt like he's just too goofy to be taken too seriously. Um, but we'll see if that changes. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Sky's the limit on what they can do with him if they figure out the right storyline. But without Ryder there, he's just been floating and they've been putting him in these weird little one-off matches. So, you know, congrats to him on winning. I think there's a lot of potential. It just depends on how they, they execute it. Uh, but speaking of Corbin, so Corbin and Ambrose for the IC title moved to the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that, Rush? I, you know, I don't know what else you would move to the pre-show. So it, it, it really, I felt like... You know, almost it made sense to have the SmackDown women's match on the pre-show because um, it was something you got a title change to kind of get people uh, started. And and so I, I thought that was the only other match you really could have put on um, unless I'm missing one. But I, I, everything else, you know, with the the tag match, you had the Hardy. So you don't want to yeah. put that on the pre-show and everything else was just too big. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. Um at least Ambrose got a singles win at WrestleMania. I guess you could look at it that way. Um, even <laughs> though I don't think that either of these guys, if you look at their personalities, were probably thrilled about being put on the pre-show. Uh, the, the match was fine. Well, it wasn't spectacular. I mean, those guys that went on early with all the heat and humidity, there was a, some pretty clear slippage and stuff as far as a couple of moves. That One of those first deep sixes did not look great. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they were talking about. I mean, for the first uh, half hour with uh, Jerry and Lita and Booker and Renee, just everyone, how hot it was, how hot it was. It looked like it was 83, 83 degrees in Orlando. I mean, you could tell those guys were out there sweating through those early matches before it cooled down, got a little darker. But I thought the match was okay. I know, Chris, we were talking about this on Twitter. You did a great job tonight with the Wrestling Inc. Twitter account. But how do we have a build-up to the match and have a forklift involved and not make it a no-DQ street fight, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of odd, but... If you look at it this way, I think what WWE did a poll earlier in the week that asked, what match are you most looking forward to? And this match was near or at the bottom of the totem pole. So I think that's sort of the easiest cop out that they could do. They can put it on the uh, put it on the pre-show. And I think all of the ruckus that was caused about the uh, SmackDown Live Women's Championship, uh, I think got them bumped up, even though they were given a short amount of time, I thought. So we'll talk about that one in a bit. Yeah, and plus, you know, you got um, – uh, man, I'm, I'm already losing my train of thought. Um, but I actually think they, they should have put one more match on the pre-show just because the main card was so long. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it would be because everything was too important. I mean, personally, I wish it was Orton and Wyatt. Um, yeah. But, but you, you don't want to put the WWE Championship match on the pre-show. No. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, I thought. And plus, with the no DQ, you already had the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Did they announce that that was no match before, no. or did they just kind of threw it in there? I thought on commentary they did. As far as I know, there was never an announcement. So I'm like, that would have been nice to know before because that would have actually drawn some more intrigue to me, if you ask me. Right. Yeah. So they had that. Then Seth Rollins and Triple H was no DQ. Plus you had a ladder match. So I'm glad they didn't add any more steps or anything to Ambrose and, and Corbin and left it for what it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ambrose retained. Um, it was an all right match short. I mean, I just, I feel like these guys are just getting short end of the stick. Well, the, yeah, the problem with the pre-show is it just doesn't feel settled in yet. You know, yeah. like the crowd is still coming in. And that's one of the issues with Neville versus Aries. I thought it would have been a lot better if it was dark and, you know, you had the whole, the set was all illuminated. Everyone was settled in. And uh, I, just with the pre-show, you just don't get that feeling. And, yeah, I th- yeah, I think Ambrose and Corbin actually probably got more time being on the pre-show. I'm thinking it would have been, what, six or seven minutes on the main card if they had to stick it in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. So uh, the main show started after that. And uh, yeah, we started off with a new day coming in, welcoming everyone. What do you think, just in general, uh, the entrances this year seemed to me smaller than they felt last year at Mania. I mean, Mania had big entrances, big spectacle last year. Even the new day with the cereal box, I felt like this year was kind of a letdown by comparison. I I thought some of the entrances were cool, but you you're kind of limited with that ramp, yeah. Because you slip off that thing, <laughs> you know that's a that's a high that's high up there. So long that ramp was so comic comically long. Yeah, there's the some arts. of those entrances where you just feel like it's going forever, uh, and they're just walking to the ring. Like I remember AJ when he first started what was walking down, I was like, all right, yeah, all right, <laughs> and just kept going and going. Yep. Um, but Let's man. put it this way. The, the the whole entire budget was spent on the set. No more entrances, just the set. Yeah. <laughs> Love that set. It was yeah. an awesome set, though. Oh, absolutely. It, it apparently didn't look so great for everyone that was there. I just kept reading tweets about obstructed views and the bright lights. Yeah, I guess the bright lights anything. was on the other side of the arena. You couldn't, like, see the, you couldn't see the ring because of uh, how bright the lights were. Yeah, I was convinced last year. I was like, yeah, I don't think you go to Mania unless you get the super expensive seats. I think you just go there to be there and you're just catching, seeing what you can, but you're watching it off the TV the majority of the time. Yeah, if you're way up in the stands, the the ring, it's better just watching the screens, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we did open with uh, AJ and Shane O'Mac making their entrances and then doing their match, which I thought was a nice way to kick off the show. I mean, now... I know my prediction, Raj, with this, I, I, this turned out actually pretty much exactly how I predicted it as being a very, you know, surprisingly solid match. But did it do anything for you? I thought this was really good. I was really impressed with this match. Um, you know, I know AJ, uh, you know, I, I, I can never uh, underestimate him. But man, I thought this match was exceeded my expectations. And especially because they didn't do too much of the the hardcore stuff and, and and they didn't do the crazy uh, and insane bump, which I'm kind of glad they didn't, because Shane is <laughs> you know almost fifty and and probably shouldn't be doing that. But I I thought this match was great. Uh, I, I thought it was a really strong opener. It was fun. Um, it's, JBL was just driving me nuts on commentary tonight. He's saying Shane is built like an NFL linebacker and is ripped to the bone and all this stuff. <laughs> when he first said that, I thought he was referring to AJ, but then later when it turned out he was talking about Shane, I'm like, what are you smoking? Uh, I know you kiss the McMahon's ass all the time, but 
Jesus, come you know, there's gotta Ooh, be some lines. Shot, shots fired. Oh god, Very JBL nice. just I used to I used to like him back in the like a decade ago when he was first on, and I just cannot stand in my commentary now. I think he's yeah. like the drunk uncle yeah. who they roll out for these things, you know. Yeah, and then one thing that bothered me in this match was when they did like the replays in the middle of the match, like the yeah, full screen cool. replays as opposed to just you know a cutaway. Um, but other than that, I thought this was I thought this was great. And Shane doing the the shooting star press, and I thought it, I, I liked this opener, Chris. Yeah, the match itself uh, was fantastic. I thought I, I didn't really have this one as an opener. I thought they would shuffle it somewhere in the middle just in case there were anything that they need to hide. But uh, Shane did not get carried in this match. I thought he held his own nicely. Um, I mean, he actually did some chain wrestling, for goodness sake. Uh, so they, it, it, he looked good. Uh, I don't know how much training he did, if any at all, but he looked great. AJ looked great. Uh, the crowd was into it the entire time. They did just enough high spots to keep them in it. Uh, but uh, it, it was really good. I think it exceeded my expectations as well. And I didn't think it would be bad. All these people that were crapping on it, I didn't understand that, but uh, I really think it even ex- exceeded my expectations. Yeah. No, it's always seemed to me like the 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 word has been the chain puts in the work, and it would be the easiest thing for him to just coast on his name. But he actually preps for this stuff. I mean, he takes those risks with those moves, but you know, he doesn't just go out there and expect to be carried through it. So I thought, yeah, I thought this was solid. I thought this was a great way to kick off the show and uh, really set a nice tone with that. Now, of course, AJ did win. Um, we'll see the fallout from that on SmackDown on Tuesday night. Well, um, he did a, a, a post-match interview saying he wants a title shot. So I think he's, uh, I don't know, a, with Orton, it, would they go, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because yeah, that, that I keep forgetting that AJ's the heel and Orton's the, the baby <laughs> face, you know, because Orton didn't feel like a, a, a big baby face tonight. Mm-hmm. No, it was. God, I mean, the whole way it's the lines aren't as clearly defined anymore. I don't. And think. AJ, the fans are just going nuts for him. Mm-hmm. He got one of the best responses on the show. No, definitely. Um, so we went from that man to KO versus Jericho for the U.S. title. So, Chris, how did you think this uh, lived up to your expectations? Another good match. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be bad with these two. I think it was just solid. I don't think it blew anybody necessarily out of the water, but. Uh, the psychology was there. The thing that I really loved was KO finished him with the shot, uh, with a powerbomb to the apron, which has, I think it took out Sami Zayn and NXT again on the main roster, and now Jericho, and possibly Cena too. So, I mean, it's taken out a lot of his adversaries, so I thought it was a nice little bit of continuity there. Yeah, I like that they're protect, protecting that powerbomb to the, the ring aprons. So I think that that was cool. And yeah, I thought it was a solid match. Uh, you, you know, kind of like, what Chris said, it's, it was kind of forgotten by the end of the night, but it was, it was, it was solid. I'm just going to the right person won. Yep. Uh, hopefully they, they build the U S title a little more because it feels like it's been forgotten the last couple months. I think they have no choice to now that the, you know, I mean the belt, the universal title is going to continue to be a part-time belt to sort of a wall from most weeks on raw. Right. So I think the U S title is going to be where it's at going forward. For the short term, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to need one of those uh, light up scarves if anybody has one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jericho looked great. Um, no, I thought it was fantastic. I like the storytelling they did with it. I like that Owens, you know, was talking trash during the match. Um, I thought it worked really well. I mean, it was it was remarkable to me. And I know we talked about this a bit off the air. I know Chris on Twitter, everyone was lighting up about this. But I mean, really, this thing just started off bang, bang, bang. I mean, there wasn't a real dud in those early matches there. It had a surprising amount of momentum. 
from the get-go. But no, I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of that match. I thought it was, was really, really good. Um, after that, we had the Fatal 4-Way Elimination for the Raw Women's title with Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. So, Raj, you predicted Charlotte was going was gonna to regain that title this week. How did, how did you think, feel I think, with the way down? Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad they had Bailey win. Uh, yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so yeah, I, you know I'm glad that they didn't stick with the usual WWE math with the booking there. So that was yeah. uh, that was good. Yeah, it was. You, uh, you know, as far as the match went, yeah. um, I thought the entrances were really impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the, you know, you know they worked really hard, and I, I thought it was good. I thought Sasha, she, she kind of got eliminated too easily for um but uh that being said uh it'll be interesting to see where they go because they've done bailey and and charlotte for a long time and i'm guessing that's probably what you know they're where they're going to keep going but uh uh it's time to get some new blood in there no definitely i thought they all looked like stars i mean it was great even though naya got eliminated relatively early i thought um everyone had a great entrance it really sh- I th- both them and the smackdown women i think it really showed the elevation of where it's at now with um both stables whereas last year we had that huge pre-show match with all the women where it was just like here's everybody and then we had the three-way match with the women i think this really showed the breadth and depth of the women's roster on both brands which i thought was fantastic yeah, absolutely. And the only thing that I didn't love, uh, like Raj alluded to, was the Sasha elimination. Yeah, the turnbuckle was kind of exposed. Uh, but what I did like is the way they eliminated Nia. She had to be eliminated <laughs> by multi-person moves twice and three people pinning her at the same time. So you established her as that monster. Three people had to do it. And some of the some of the spots kind of felt like the tag match from last night, honestly, oh, I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they took notes from that Authors of Pain DIY revival match, which when watching, I thought that was the highlight of TakeOver, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I like that they worked in similar storytelling with the, the four-way tonight. Yeah, and but, but the only thing here, wouldn't, have, wouldn't it have felt better if this was Bailey's coronation in the first title run? It, it just didn't quite feel as special to me as being her being a retention rather than the first-time champ. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've been kind of like going one step forward, one step back with her booking. Like, okay, we did this. No, wait, we shouldn't have done that. Let's try and undo it and do it again later. It's felt um, like they had a plan, but it has not gone according to plan with all of this. I mean, this in my mind, this should have been her big first win. I don't know why they did it before this. But that being said, here in Orlando, I she didn't seem that super over uh, unless yeah. you guys felt like she was. But I, uh, it seemed like she was as over as, you know, anyone else and not not to the point where you need to have her coronation there yeah that's true i think they've kind of botched it a little bit um they haven't been doing quite as much they've shown her somewhat with the kids i just feel like if they were going to make her the women's champion and really push her as the face of the company i mean how come in the last couple months since this happened we haven't seen her doing more media um you know them pushing even harder her connection with kids was izzy even there tonight i mean this was florida right i didn't see a big moment happen there which seemed like it would have been obvious i feel like they haven't transferred everything that made bailey seem so special in nxt over to the main roster but at least she got a hugging snickers commercial glenn come on man oh no that look that's my favorite that was the best one i thought absolutely the best one um but yeah i think they could just be doing a little more with her if, if that's the route they're really going um you know, but I don't know. I, you know, I but I, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow night if Charlotte somehow there's rematch. Charlotte wins the belt. 
Uh, wouldn't it be surprised if they put Bailey into something with Sasha? I, that's what I thought was going to happen tonight. I thought Sasha was going to make it to the final and they were really going to open up that storyline. Um, but it, it, that match to me, the four-way did seem like that was a little rushed for time. Like it seemed a little lopsided. It makes sense. I mean, look, yeah. they went over five hours uh, yeah. just for the main card. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I thought it was good. It still didn't derail the show um, by any means. So right. after that, we had the video package in the Hall of Fame and then went to the Fatal 4-Way ladder match that was made a Fatal 4-Way. Uh, Enzo, Amore, and Big Cass versus Sheamus and Cesaro versus Gallows and Anderson. New Day came out and announced surprise uh, fourth team entering, which was Matt and Jeff Hardy. We're back. Um, so, Raj, this has been talked about. This was alluded to as happening. Did you think it was going to happen tonight? I did. You know, we got the we had the article up earlier about the WWE car being at the Hardy show earlier. Uh, after their goodbye last night at ROH, I mean, it seemed pretty clear. It was either going to be uh, tonight or on Monday. Um, so, yeah, uh, but it was a it was a cool surprise. Uh, the fans popped huge for it. Might have been the pop of the night when they came out. And uh, I thought I thought it was very well done. Yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, it was it was really good, but um, it was tough to see them come back as the Hardys. You know, obviously we have all talked about are they going to be able to use the broken character, and they still use the bits and pieces with the delete chance and everything. Uh, but what I thought was cool, and we all kind of knew what was happening once the ladders got introduced. That's when I sort of saw the writing on the wall. But the yeah. new day the new day came out in their ring gear, like ah, we're going to be in the match. No, yeah, that was a good swerve. I yeah, I thought that was good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, thought say, the, I thought I thought Matt looked old by doing the half broken his you know the broken hair, but then the going back to his old Matt Hardy outfit. Um, <laughs> he, I feel like he needs to dye his hair black or or something or, or you know change his look up again. But it's clear that he's not going to be the, the Matt Hardy from Impact, and you know he did his first pretty much his first out of character interview uh, after this match, which is on the site. And, you know, he's kind of just back to being Matt. They'll, you know, they, they poke little references to the, the broken yeah. gimmick, but that's it. So it's clear they're not going to be using that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting at the end. So that move off the ladder that was supposed to go through both Cesaro and Sheamus, right? But it only, yeah, Cesaro. I would assume so, but either way, it's a big spot. You're like oh, it was 20, great. 20 something foot high. I mean, it cleared the ring was able for uh, Matt to get up the ladder. So, I mean, it accomplished its goal. It didn't go quite as planned, but uh, kind of hard to for everything to go perfect when you're that high up. And this was, I mean, I thought this was the most interesting raw brand tag match we've had in quite some time. Um, you know, I thought it was really good. I'm excited tomorrow night. I have no clue what lies ahead for the raw tag division. And that's something that I know we've all talked about really needs to uh, change things up. And I think now we're going to get it. Let's just see how it works. That was interesting. Uh, they made the reference referring to uh, Matt and Jeff as Team Extreme coming in. And then thinking about how Lita made her return on the pre-show tonight. I was surprised she didn't uh, run out there for something. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> when I think Team Extreme. Especially Rebby Hardy there. <laughs> Storyline writes itself. You know? uh, no, no. They wouldn't. <laughs> that, would, uh, that would be bad. Um, I, I do think just with how light they are, you know, with the talent depth, I I would like to see Jeff and Matt have singles runs as well. I don't know if Matt Hardy is in his old gimmick as a main eventer. Um, I think he is with that broken gimmick. Like Mm. it was over enough that it could be. Um, So we'll see, we'll see what tweaks he makes or if he just kind of goes back to being the old WWE Matt Hardy. 
And the gimmick that he had before the broken character, the big money Matt, I thought was actually pretty good too. So, I mean, that's something they could go back to if, if he wants to do a singles run. Yeah. No, World of Possibilities. Tomorrow night, I love that it's a big reset button. It's like the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. And we're going to get some new stories, some new directions that uh, the show is going to go in. And I really can't wait for it, I think, especially with the tags. So, yeah, the Hardys are the new Raw Tag Team Champions, which very cool very cool to have that surprise of mania so we're going to talk about the rest of the card in a minute first want to take a quick moment thank the two sponsors of this episode first is wwe slam crate powered by loot crate you've heard us talk about it before it's a monthly box of collectible goodies exclusive and authentic made just for the wwe universe talked about the great things you can get in that and whether it's sasha Banks sunglasses little bailey buddy teddy bears uh talked about all the great exclusive t-shirts like the ones they've had for aj styles for seth rollins for enzo and Cass. the posters the trading cards each month's box or each of the bi-monthly boxes comes with over $60 in value of exclusive and authentic WWE merch. You know, I know the guys gave me a hard time before for loving the WWE flat championship belt fanny pack that came in last month's box, but was funny. I don't know if you guys have seen online, there's going on eBay now for like twice the cost of the slam crate. They're so popular and everybody wants one, uh, huge collector's items. And that's what you get in every bi-monthly slam crate box. Here's what we want you to do. Uh, boxes start at $30 per crate and you could save three dollars off your first box at lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling inc that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc raj has talked about it it's like it's like christmas in a box that comes to you every other month if you got a household of wwe fans if you're a fan yourself and you buy a lot of merch this is great because you can get exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else and it's got hardcore uh items designed for hardcore fans for stuff you can't get anywhere else i love my mitch the plant that came in the first box so check it out at uh, lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc sign up using our coupon code wrestling inc also want to thank the other sponsor of this episode ddpy ddp yoga you saw diamond dallas page at the 2017 hall of fame talking just about the lives that he has changed with ddp yoga and we've got a deal for you if you've been thinking about giving it a try you could see and get those same type of results that chris jericho aj styles mick foley gold dust tons of other wwe stars past and present who love using ddpy not to mention the thousands who have turned their lives and health around with ddpy for a limited time you can get the ddpy dvds for 25 percent off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're digital only, you can get just the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. And if you want to partner up with a friend, you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. Go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc to get started today, taking control of your life, taking control of your health with DDP Yoga. And we thank them so much for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast and congratulate Diamond Dallas Page on his entry into the 2017 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. If you didn't see the speech live, go back, watch it on the network. It was a great segment, not a dry eye in the house once he was finished there. Fantastic. Thanks to DDPY and thanks to Loot Crate for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And, and what I thought was cool too, real, real quick, Glenn, yeah. was DDP put over every single person that he could think of, past and present on the roster that he's either worked with or has tried the DDP yoga. So, I mean, the guy is not only you know, a great superstar hall of fame worthy, but uh, one of the best people in the business too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just when you look online, you know, I see on Reddit on squared circle there, it seems every other day someone says, Hey, thinking about trying DDPY, does it work? And people just chime in by the dozen, yep. sometimes by the hundreds saying, Hey, I've lost, you know, a hundred plus pounds on this. I've improved my flexibility. I've improved my uh, health, my overall heart rate, my nutrition, just gotten into shape and he's just doing the Lord's work and we salute him for that. Um, so back to mania tonight, we uh, followed up that match with the Hardys returning with John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Uh, so, Raj, you first. Did this live up to the build, in your opinion? 
I think so. I mean, I, I feel like the build has been great, but if you really thought about it, are you, were you really excited about the match itself? And yeah. um, for me, it was the build. And I figured once the match started, it'd be kind of be like, all right, let's move on to the next thing. Um, and that's exactly what it was. As soon as the bell rang, it's like, all right, let's finish this and, and go on to the next match or go on to the proposal. Um, I mean, this is kind of where Vince Russo would have been nice because I'm sure he would have come up with something nutty. But, you know, I think everyone saw this coming. It was a, a very basic match. But, uh, you know, Miz, Miz did what he could. He, he was playing up to the crowd great. And um, but it was basic uh, Cena and Nikki winning and then Cena proposing afterwards. And yeah, you know, that's uh, it was a good moment. I mean, I, it's clear. Obviously, it was planned. I, I felt like there was some of the, uh, the gen, genuine genuineness. Is that the right word? There we go. Uh, that sounded good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh was missing because it was so predictable. But that being said, uh, that was the storyline where they were going and that's going to get a ton of, ton of media this week. So. Yeah. You can call me the Al Roker of wrestling podcasters because I'm the prognosticator of all prognosticators. Um, I said that the match would not live up to the build, which it, again, like Raj said, it was a basic match. It hid that Maurice has not been in a ring in what, five or six years. Um, something like that, <laughs> but because they, they didn't let her do a whole lot, honestly. And, and that was fine. They, they hid what they needed to hide and they shown what they were going to show. And the second thing they did, the double team finish, as I said, four or five weeks ago when they first tried it on SmackDown. So, uh, yeah, I'm the Al Roker of wrestling podcasters. I, you know, here's what I loved about it. I love the Miz getting the chance and just being so over with that crowd. I thought that was a fantastic moment for him. And I think he genuinely loved it. Like oh, he yeah. was over there just, he was over, he was popping himself because he's like, wait a minute, this, feel, this feels new. Well, yeah. that's the, I mean, that's the loudest reaction the Miz has gotten at a WrestleMania or probably, mm-hmm. probably ever. So, um, it has yeah. been his year. I dubbed it on Twitter, 20 Miz teen. Yes. That's what we're living in. And which that's good. How did creative slip on that? That's like the most <laughs> obvious thought of that watching the Marine five, which I'll have a review of up on in the coming days on wrestling Inc. But yeah, I mean, he's having just the, the best year of his career hands down. And tonight was, I thought tonight was his coronation, that it's working. The crowd loves him. You know, they get it. They get what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, they were put away pretty easily here. I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I still feel like you could have done this with Miz and Maurice winning and still done the proposal. I didn't think they had to have a win to, to do the proposal. And this was likely Nikki Bella's last match. And, uh, you know, Cena's gone for a few months. So. But then we would have complained about it being 50-50 booking, for goodness sake. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and, and it's not because uh, Miz never beat Cena. Well, I was talking about that Miz and them get the win and then Cena gets the proposal. So a little, little, little tongue-in-cheek there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I thought they really did their best to make that seem authentic. Busting out the, the pre-surgery story I thought was a nice touch. Um, you know, I, I felt that it was at least a little more earned tonight than I thought it would be. I expected it to be, you know, just like a straight beat, like, hey, will you marry me? Boom, let's go. But I, they put some effort into it, and I commend them for that. And cargo shorts apparently come in handy as wrestling gear. Who knew? It's like a fanny pack attached to your shorts, just built into it. You know, it's great. Um, I'm, sure really- they, I'm sure they got that clip of Cena yeah. saying that to Nikki, and, and they'll show it on Total Divas. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I thought it was good how they, they worked that in. Even using her real name, I thought it was a nice touch in the proposal, yeah. you know? 
Uh, but yeah, the match, I thought the match was what it needed to be. Didn't go on too long. Wasn't too short. Hit the right beats. The recap video was great. I thought no recap video could have done justice to all the material we had going into this, but I think that pulled off exactly what we, uh, most of us wanted it to be and what the WWE was trying to get out of it. So I give it a win for that. And in my mind, that was the turning point of the evening. <laughs> that was where it was like, okay, we've had this re- like really surprising, right? How often do we have a pay-per-view where that starts? Where it's like, man, that pre-show was pretty good. Man, these first matches are all pretty consistent. Some good surprises, some some good back and forth, some good wins, some good upsets. And then we got to Triple H versus Seth Rollins in a non-sanctioned match. I feel like had this not followed all of that stuff, I would have enjoyed it better, but I want to get your takes on it. I mean, Chris, what did you think of this back and forth here? I didn't hate it at all. Um, I I thought it was perfectly fine and actually really good. If you look at the psychological point of view, that's sort of what a Triple H match is, right? He's never been the most adept, big spot in-ring worker. I mean, he's a psychological guy. He worked over the knees. We saw the baby face in peril for most of the match. Uh, I thought it was completely fine. I, I didn't have a bad thing to say about it. I thought it went on too long, but Raj, what, what's your thought? I, I agree. I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little long. It was a little slow, but I think part of that had to do because the crowd kind of quieted down. And I felt like this match didn't have the the heat like that a, a top match should have, but I thought mm. it was really good. I thought uh, Triple H was really good. I thought Seth did a great job, but it was missing that, it was. It, it reminded me of Triple H and Roman Reigns at last year's WrestleMania, and, and actually a lot of Triple H matches lately. It's just missing that 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 extra ingredient that really gets the crowd into it. It's it's more slow and methodical, but uh, and not a wild and exciting match. But uh, you know what? I thought it was still really good, and up until this point, I thought this WrestleMania was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll tell you. Even the entrance on this, how they just had like Triple H and Stephanie sitting there. For that first like minute of the music playing before the cops went on the men, I just felt like we started everything started to take a little longer than it needed to. I will say credit in this match. I thought Rollins. Look, I have no clue what real level of injury Rollins is dealing with, but I thought they made. I thought he looked fantastic in the match. I thought everyone putting uh, really good work and effort. There's some good spots. Love the ending with him uh, throwing Triple H into Stephanie, putting her through a table. I thought that was a fantastic ending. You know, I just felt like if it gotten there a little bit quicker, we could have kept up that that nice brisk pace that we had going you know yeah i always like how the triple h matches always have their own music you know like it has its own theme song oh yeah metallica this time yeah Yeah, i mean i feel like that metallica song is just awesome for it would have been great to have it for the whole wrestlemania promo instead of the the flow rider thing i mean i know why they do it they want it family friendly it's something you dance with your kids to but you know that that metallica thing it gives it like you know makes it feel personal and violent and, and aggressive. And, and that's what like the, the point of a match is, right? It's revenge and, and getting back at somebody. So, and that's yeah, still I, a get, I know Metallica is not in their heyday, but I mean, I, I put that in the top five music gets the WWE has ever had. I think they've, they've had Metallica before they had Have for they? whom the bell tolls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but going back to the, you know, going back to the production, I thought this video package was absolutely phenomenal. I thought this was one of the better ones that, uh, WWE is put together because if you look at it, the the build has actually been somewhat limited and with what material they had to work with, I thought it got you just excited for the match. Shocked that Samoa Joe didn't interfere. I mean, were you guys expecting that? I was. Yeah, absolutely. At least make an appearance, even if he, it didn't, uh, 
even if it didn't affect the outcome of the match, I was expecting him to, if he wasn't on the show at all, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so that really surprised me. Um, Stephanie doing a table bump. I, I, has she ever done a table bump before? I, I cannot think of. Not some kind of knowledge, but uh, she took it like a champ though. Yeah. And uh, let's see with that. Triple H now has the most WrestleMania losses at 12. He was tied before at 11 with Shawn Michaels, but just surpassed it. Oh, wow. And see, people give him a hard time about not putting people over, and then you look at his WrestleMania record and say, oh, he actually has a losing record at Manias, and uh, the golden shovel may not dig that deep, as according to some people. (laughs) That's cute. Um, So, yeah, Rollins won that, and uh, I think we set up, that could go in a couple different directions tomorrow night, but that'll be interesting to see on raw. Okay. So then we got to the uh, title match, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. So this was interesting. Um, Randy Orton did win. He's the new WWE champion. And we had some interesting effects in this with Bray Wyatt getting inside Orton's head, projecting images of uh, maggots and worms and roaches all over the ring. Um, yeah. So, so Chris, what did, what did you think of this match? Uh, I popped for the first little projector scene. The other two, it just, it did too much. Uh, the theatrics did not outweigh the substance of the match, which I think that's what they were going for because the, the match was a nothing match. I mean, I was truly disappointed in this. I thought if they could be given, you know, 12 to 15 minutes, they could have a fantastic match, but this goes back to Orton and his MO. He just kind of phones it in. And even the RKO out of nowhere was literally out of nowhere. And, it didn't even look that spectacular. So I thought this was one of my biggest disappointments on the show. I thought this was the worst WWE championship match at a WrestleMania in history that I could think of. Mm. Um, I, I mean, can you think of any I'm other? I'm trying to think. Was it um, 11 or 12? Who was it? There's been a couple of duds, but uh, I don't well, know if I would give it that title. and Shawn Michaels, right? Uh, I can't remember. And 12 was Bret Hart and Sean. Oh, Michaels, the, I think. oh okay. Never mind then. <laughs> it, it's been, it's been a while, but uh, I was doing, I was looking at somebody on Twitter and they were saying that this is definitely not the worst of all time. But uh, I mean, it was definitely a stinker for me. It's the worst. Yeah. I think it's, it's the worst in a while. I'm, I'm going to uh, Matt, apparently uh, I think he's probably fallen asleep. So I, I'm going to bring this up because we've already argued about Orton and here he's had a six month build um, you know, this big storyline and they come into WrestleMania and this was what they gave and Orton fans are quiet for Orton in this match. Um, they pop for Bray at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the projector things, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting, but if you're doing that, shouldn't Bray win, you know, you do it three mm-hmm. times and he still loses. And then it just ended out of nowhere. Orton, uh, he almost looked like he didn't want to be there. And, um, he kind of comes across that way most weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't he kind of like, okay, I got to catch a flight guys. I got to, I got to fly out of here later at night. Not even waiting till tomorrow morning. I'm back on, back on the red eye. You know? Yeah. I just, man, I don't know. I just yep. don't, I just don't see it. And uh, if, if it's him and AJ next, I, I, I really hope uh, that AJ goes over. Cause I, th- I think the belt uh with Orton as champion, it's not going to do anyone any favors. Although thinking about why they're doing that though. Um, so that's a story making the rounds that SmackDown house shows have been outdrawing raw house shows by about a margin of a thousand, largely since Cena's returned. So I think that that's their thinking that they have specifically to have- because of Cena's return. Cause yeah. it went up. Yeah. From Christmas. 
So I think they're thinking that they have to have Orton in that advertised slot. And Orton's been there. People. Yeah, well, I know, I know. But but putting him there, I think they think is going to help limit the bleeding. You know? I mean, he, he's been around. I don't yeah. think he, he he's not going to make up for Cena. Uh, no, no, I, no. I mean, I think that's why they've been talking about moving Roman Reigns to SmackDown and AJ to Raw mm-hmm. is to, you know, kind of to help with the live attendance. Um but yeah, I, I just don't think I, I just don't think Orton's that guy to be on top. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and he's on record saying that he works he has a lot more fun as a heel. And if you're gonna use him as a face versus AJ, to me that that really doesn't do either guy any justice. If you flip the script there, I think that'll be a much better program. I, I feel like the best Orton in a while has been when he was with the Wyatts. Yeah, like you, you know, and and doing the tag team stuff. I would have much rather have them working with American Alpha and getting American Alpha to the next level. But man, one thing with that Andre Battle Royal, the Usos and American Alpha just they're like <laughs> nothing in there. They look like know? chumps, which was ridiculous. But also, too, just real quick note on that uh, Battle Royal: all of this work that Strowman has put in to get basically himself over, and as much as he's improved and that happens and he doesn't even get an interference in the Roman Reigns match, anything, I thought, okay, they're, they're getting rid of him early because they're going to do something big with him later, and then nothing. Yeah, no reemergence tonight. Um, some people weren't would have made sense to. But, you know, if you were projecting something on the ring, right, to try and distract somebody, why, oh, dude, worms, or, you know, like, why not make it look like the ring is falling? Why not make it look like, I don't know, you know, something to disorient, dizzy him, something, I don't know. It just, I don't get the strategy of it, aside from it's like, look, we have an overhead projector. We can make it shine things. I don't know. Uh, it was just, it was very strange. But even here, commentary is like, what in the hell? Like JBL's, what in the <laughs> hell is that? It was just like, okay, they don't even know how to sell this, you know? It was cool if it if it, if it led to something, but it was yeah. just there. Um, it was different. I will say that. But this was the, this was the, I thought this was the worst thing on the show. I thought, I thought everything else was good to great. Um, yeah. No, I'd or, or at least, at least average and, and not, not anything really below average. I mean, this was the one sort of like, huh, moment um, of, of the whole thing, the whole match or the match of the night that was just kind of like a little puzzling. Um, so yeah, Randy Orton's the champion. And then we went from that to the universal title match, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. So Chris, uh, we'd all been scratching our heads saying, how, what are they going to do for this aside from, well, pretty much exactly what happened. I think uh, this is what we thought we were going to see, but how about you? Yeah, this is exactly what this match should have been. Uh, we got, almost five minutes out of Goldberg, which is like a 15 minute match with anybody else. And, uh, but you know, I thought it was, it was good. It got the crowd on their feet. It started off hot with suplexes going everywhere. Then uh, multiple spears that kind of even the odds there. Uh, And then the big barricade spot I thought was really cool. And uh, you know what? The right guy won because we knew Goldberg probably would not be coming back. Is it going to be, you know, a, a long feud as far as Lesnar coming back? Is he going to be a stationary uh, on the brand? Probably not. It's going to be probably a part-time belt. But uh, the match is exactly what it should have been. They both looked good. It was a spectacle. Uh, and they they hit all the high spots that they were supposed to hit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought for what they did, it was a lot of fun. And, yep. and, and that uh, that spear on the outside through that barricade, look, that looked like it oh, hurt. Yeah. Like there was oh, like steel awesome. bars and stuff like behind there. Um, so I, I thought it was a fun little match, uh, more than I would have expected. And uh, I mean, it was, it was still kind of basic, but the crowd was into it. It was fun. It wasn't boring. And uh, the right person won, and, and, uh, and we move on. So I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thought it was great. 
thought it was exactly what it needed to be. And uh, this is how we get the belt back to Brock. I'm curious if Goldberg does anything else going forward from here, but I can't see it. I mean, if that's as much as he can do in a match, you would think yeah. this would have been the match where he goes the longest. And if that's as much as he can do, I, I, I don't see what's in it to come back. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see him doing appearances and stuff, but doing another match, I, I don't, I don't know. But then again, he does have, you know, some equity with, with the wins that they gave him. So if they yeah. have him come and lose to some up and coming guy or do a return match with Kevin Owens and have Owens go over, you know, that would be, uh, I'd be fine with that. Put him on SmackDown with Orton. We could see who kind of <laughs> gives the match less, you know, <laughs> Oh man. Sort of yeah, like we like we're minimally calling this a match, but who can put in the least amount of actual effort into the yeah, match? Someone pointing out that Goldberg said he was miserable. He said he was miserable because of all the training and dieting he's had to do and to get his body back. Not not yeah. because of the 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 run itself and, and being with WWE and, and how he's been treated. So he he he's been very positive about his WWE experience, just the training and, and how how hard it's been to get back in that shape. I mean, he looked jacked tonight. That was the mm-hmm. biggest uh, he's looked since he's been back, so it's it's not easy at fifty to to kind of get in that shape. Oh, not at all. No, and I brought this up too. Um, Lesnar looked maybe a little bigger, a little softer. He was announced at two ninety five. He used to be announced at two sixty five, and then I think two eighty something. But this is definitely the the biggest build weight that I think we've ever seen him at. Correct? Um, I he slimmed down a bit. Um. How, how do you how, how, what's a good way to put this um <laughs> after the suspension the usada suspension uh, right he, he kind of got a little smaller gotcha. uh, while he was being tested regularly and i i don't know what happened i'm not saying anything but uh, <laughs> he did retire from mma and he does seem like he's gotten bigger since retiring from mma and now he no longer has the usada test yeah. Mr. Lesnar and Mr. Lesnar's lawyers, Raj Geary means nothing but all respect when he's talking about your situation. <laughs> you know, Wrestling Inc. is not saying for the record anything that, you know. I just mean like he's not trying to keep his weight at 265 because that's, there you, you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but no, I th- you know, and, and we got a smile out of him at the end. He looked, he looked happy. He got the belt, you know. Hey, Brock is a, he's a special guy. I mean, he he means something when he comes out. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see where they go with him. They haven't really teased who, uh, who they're going to go with. I mean, that's, we'll f- probably find that out on Ross. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. How much stock do you put in these rumors that they're already saying for WrestleMania 34, it's going to be Reigns versus Brock for the title. Oh, I put a lot of it in. I, I believe 110%. It. Yeah. <sighs> so disappointing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's such, you know what I mean? Like to feel like, Oh, that's the path that we're on a year out. I don't know. It's just kind of, strange yeah i mean things change i mean the what was the plan for this year the plan for this year was undertaker and cena yeah and i forgot yeah. who who reigns was originally slotted for um wasn't Strowman for the title wasn't that the bet with matt morgan that was that was talked about at one point yeah. before they went with cena and Cena and because Undertaker was supposed to be on SmackDown and it was supposed to be a SmackDown match with Cena and Taker, and then they switched that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, things change. Absolutely. But. That they do. Um, speaking of changing, so I don't know if this was the original plan, but the SmackDown women's six pack that was rumored to be all sorts of different things leading up to the show ended up, uh, I guess, technically, you could say it co main evented 
WrestleMania. So the women did co-main event uh, by the fact that they went on second to last in between the two actual main events of the show. Except they've done that for years where they put the women's <laughs> match second to last to kind of get the crowd back. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought uh, the, you could tell uh, Naomi was, I thought she worked really hard and looked really yep. good in this match. And the they did as much as they could for how short it was. All the women looked like superstars with those half entrances they gave them. I mean, it was to me, it was telling that Naomi was going to win because Naomi's the only one that got the full entrance. Right. You know, and then Plus, some. Yeah. And yeah. And a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked great. Uh, I thought Becky's new look was different. You know, this, uh, they were all trying some stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying some stuff out tonight, but, uh, uh, but they looked like stars. You know? Yeah. Mickey Tataka James, um, <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they worked hard for the time they were given and, and you could tell that they got all the big things out of the way early. The action was everywhere. It's like, okay, let's fit all this in in about six minutes so we can get to the real main event. Again, like I said on Twitter, you can do half glass full or half glass empty. Was it the death spot or was it the co-main event? I'm going to say it was the death spot, but I'm glad it was <laughs> on the main card. But, uh, you know, I think they worked hard for what they were given and, you know, good job for Naomi. I thought she looked great. And she got a big reaction in her hometown, and it's the rare rare occasion that the hometown person gets the win. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. thought there were a lot of good spots in the match. The feel-good um, moment. And, you know, Naomi was almost, you know, almost looked at, like, at one point that she wasn't going to be able to make Mania. So, yeah. really happy for her. Ellsworth had his WrestleMania moment. He had his WrestleMania Absolutely. Moment. He did. I said it. That guy's had the best year. It goes Ellsworth and the Miz, then AJ Styles. If you keep a track of who had the best year in the WWE, because Ellsworth from Jobber to Mania, man. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, he 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 was on WrestleMania, and Samoa Joe wasn't. <laughs> Think about that. Oh dear God, <laughs> kind of crazy. He got involved in the action. And Finn Balor wasn't. Yeah, no Balor. Uh, so what do we think? We think Balor's going to show up tomorrow night. Yeah, almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we didn't mention it earlier because I don't know that's really worth mentioning, but Flo, uh, yeah, Pitbull performed. <laughs> um, that was something. That didn't get cut? Wait, what? No. Yeah. You, you mean you know, we still went to 12.15 for that? For me, I like it because it gives me a break and I can get some stuff done around the site during the, during that period because it's just like nonstop go, go, go and stuff's going on on Twitter and the comment section, articles and videos are popping up. Uh, so it's a, it's a it's a little break. So that's yeah. uh, for me. Yeah. It's, it's I, I did take a little bit of a shot at it on Twitter. I, I asked our, our lovely followers if if they wanted me to grab them a snack while I was up. Uh, <laughs> I was able to get one guy a beer and another one Pepsi, I think. Uh, but uh, you know, it, I'm sort of a musician a little bit myself. So these kind of songs that are played to a backtrack on a big stadium. Again, this is the musician coming out. Just kind of ticks me off. Nothing looked live. Nothing looked real. But that, that's just semantics for for a guy like me. I will say this though, it does give the impression of WrestleMania being bigger to someone that's not a fan that might be watching. You right. know, it, it it it's like the Super Bowl, the halftime show, um, mm -hmm. where it's it just to someone that's not a fan, they see it. It just it just makes it look more well I don't rounded. I don't know what the right word is, but yeah. it just feels it just gives it that bigger feeling. Personally, I like it when they incorporate it with the entrances. Um, yeah. You know, like they're they they're doing their theme or or whatever, but um, yeah, it's yeah, I, I, I see why they do it. Mania has always had this going back to the days of Cindy Lauper showing up and Liberace as guest referee. And you remember Run DMC doing the 
the WrestleMania <laughs> rap at, at Trump Plaza in front of like well, the deadest WrestleMania crowd. So all this changes. We've gotten older, and now they're using current acts that we're not as up on. You know, I mean, this isn't even go. like Limp Bizkit yeah. or Saliva showing up uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> right. So, oh, they should have brought Limp Bizkit back for Undertaker's last match. Speaking of which, um, so yeah, tonight, this, I mean, this was it, right? No question about it. This was Undertaker's final match in the WWE. They really, I think, hit that home that this was it. You know, like at the end of when, when his streak ended, you could tell they thought it might be because yeah. they kind of did a little farewell. You know, all the announcers were standing and clapping, but they didn't overdo it just in case. And same thing last year, Undertaker, you know, he left his gloves in the ring. Um, but they didn't make a big deal out of it. This year they did the whole thing. So it's, it's clear that that's it for Taker. Yeah. yeah the, the whole gimmick was left in the ring. The, the Michelle McCool kiss, I think sealed it there. Um, and you know, man, it's time. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the heat here. It, it, it's time because the two bigger botches in that match, unfortunately I have to think were Taker's fault. He couldn't get him up for that. Uh, was a two, tombstone reversal. Right. on reigns and then also the last ride uh was not the ultimate thrill ride by any stretch of the imagination uh it sort of just got one leg on it but uh you know it, it's time and but reigns absolutely sold his ass off oh, and, yeah. i mean he made that match look as good as he could uh, and, and they sort of recovered a couple of times pretty nicely and got to their spots but uh i think reigns did as much as he could without turning heel but you know we, we didn't get that anticipated heel turn if you want to count that if unless you want to count the chair shots which that's just retaliation for what taker did I, I don't think that was a heel turn at all i'm even gonna go a step further and say that reigns carried that so much tonight that i think that fear and why they put it on last because the audience was going to freak out yeah. with reigns being taker i think taker's condition how he looked tonight i think the audience actually was like okay reigns can't be that bad of a guy if he's yeah. getting him through this match. Um, I know we talked about it on Twitter, Chris, but I was like, yeah, you were saying shades of flair and Michaels. I'm like, I'm, this is shades of Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. Like you can't tell me this guy's going to be medically cleared to set foot in a ring again after this. Yeah. Taker, Taker looked, this was the worst I've seen him look. And man, he's 51 all those years. I mean, he needs full hip replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's just really given his, you know, oh, put his, yeah. given his body for this business. So, um, year and a half older than Goldberg. Look how Goldberg looks with his, you know, barely a part-timer schedule. Not he's taking 15 years off of the ring. Look how Taker looks. I mean, he's given everything to this company. Right. Yeah. Cause he's been, you know, in there night in night out for, you know, how, how, man, I was, I was watching Taker in college. I mean, in high school, I'm 41. So, I mean, he's been, he's been around. So man, that's, it's a hell of a career. Um, You know, some would say, in, in some ways it might be the greatest WWE career for Absolutely. the longevity, how long he's been there. Hogan drew more, Austin drew more during their peaks um, for sure. And uh, we're bigger names, but th- that longevity, how long he's been there, uh, how long he's been an impact player. Yeah. He's got, he's got to be at the top. No, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, that's the one thing we never got uh, was that dream match of, of him and Sting. I mean, because they were the equivalents. I mean, Taker was that of the WWE, just the the tried and true guy carrying the banner for all those years. Other people came and went, but he was there. Yeah, yeah he, he was the brand for so, so many years. Uh, and I think they're trying to pass that torch on to Reigns, uh, which, you know, I think in the long term will probably be a good decision depending on how they uh, book him. But it, Man, I wanted to like this match a lot. 
and I was almost fearful for, for Taker's well-being. And also, uh, like, I, I kind of hope he doesn't mess it up. And unfortunately, you know, we saw a couple of bad spots. So I really wanted to like it. I think the story itself that they were trying to tell without him turning heel was still really good. It was just the execution that, that took it a little bit away from me. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's the same thing. And I think part of it too was we're at five hours of the main card, seven hours into this event. Um, the crowd, you could tell, was kind of burnt out. And uh, the majority of them stayed, even through that whole end extended Ed segment after uh, Reigns. Oh, abso- absolutely. Out. But they weren't on their yeah. feet going crazy. And, yeah. and and granted, it wasn't that kind of match where you could do that. Uh, Reigns was, was trying to carry it. Um, you know, Reigns isn't AJ Styles, and he, you know, for a big guy, I thought he carried it about as well as he could. Yeah. Um, but the way it was designed, I get what they were doing. I putting over Reigns strong, being a big loss for Taker. You know, kind of cementing that that's his last match. Uh, I, I like the story told. I just thought uh, it was just at the end of a very long night, but uh, it was impactful. I thought. Oh, yeah, and, and and how fantastic was it to hear Jr. back on commentary? Like I said, uh, he put Reigns over more in thirty seconds during his entrance mm-hmm. than the other guys have put him over in three years. Like you believed what he was saying. We heard moves called. We heard how how much damage was done because of these moves. I mean, Jr. is you know in his sixties now too, but he still got it, man. I wish I wish he would do one off appearances more often now. Yeah, I hope they I hope they keep using him. He's he's rumored to be um that this wasn't a one and done uh, that he's kind of working with the company again. So, man, he he just makes such a difference to a match. He just he just m- makes it feel like a much bigger deal as opposed to uh, someone doing their job. Yeah. And uh he's he's fantastic. No, and I thought that was great. Um I did think it was interesting, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading online this this was indeed the first mania since his debut that Kane did not make an appearance. Oh yeah. That sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking he was going to show up at the end there. I was thinking if anyone was going to walk Taker out, I was thinking that would be a nice uh, nod to continuity. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a real deal. I don't think you want to yeah. mix that storyline brother stuff when, you know, he's really retiring Kane. I mean, Kane's been around. He's in Orlando. Mm-hmm. He was at the hall of fame. Um, so he's there. I, I think he's, I think his career is winding down too. You know, he's yeah, running, running for mayor. mayor. He's fi- yeah. filing paperwork. So I don't know if he's going to have one last run or if that might be it. Like he just quietly went out. Yeah. And they've done that. They did that spot at the, what was it? Survivor series a, a year or so ago where they both went out together with the fist raised in the air. I, I think they did that spot already. So I wasn't really looking for it here. I mean, this needed to be takers moment and I'm glad they sort of kept uh, Kane away from it. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. I mean, I thought, you know, they did the best they, they could with it. But yeah, man, like and if any of that was a work with how just downtrodden Taker looked, I mean, I, I hope I hope this is just me being a mark. But man, he just looked. Yeah, uh, like not on death's door, but like he's he's getting closer with each one of these matches. Uh, I just don't know how much more he's got. I, I don't I, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, for that reason, I thought the the finish and everything, it was the right way to go. It shouldn't have been, uh, it it shouldn't have been a fifty fifty match, if you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. there should have been a, a dominant end and and the legend kind of passing the torch. Uh, again, 
whether Reigns is the right guy or not, he's the one they picked. For this year's WrestleMania, there are really only two options uh, when you look at a match for Taker, I, I, I feel like, and that's Cena and Reigns. I mean, you could have done Strowman, but I don't think Strowman's the guy you want to push that to yet. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it made sense. And then this wasn't a half-assed match by any means. I mean, Taker took... Oh yeah, you know, the table. I mean, the tables, everything, the chair shots. I mean, yeah, he did not half-ass it. And so much respect for him. You, you saw his back, right? I mean, his yeah, back it was, was, it was jacked for those chair yep. shots. Yeah, so that was crazy. That was, I mean, it was kind of a weird note to end on. I think they, they they gave him that moment to sort of honor him retiring the character, which I thought was very nice. And uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. in the Hall of Fame next year. And Tom Phillips uh, was the lead guy for SmackDown tonight, and they made a big deal out of it. They sent out yeah. a press release and everything that he's was the fourth or fifth lead, fifth. the fifth lead. Yeah, he, there were there's been four before him, so that's yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Morrow, you know, is uh, dealing with this stuff. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of heat with JBL. We'll see. I, I doubt WWE will do anything, but. So uh, weird, oh, though, that thing at Hall of Fame. I mean, going up there, getting that somber thing about no discrimination or judging people <laughs> for their lifestyle. I mean, uh, people are talking about this a lot online. Um, part of me is like, okay, you know, and we've all heard the stories about, you know, supposed things that have happened backstage. But I'm like, is JBL just like a Michael Scott kind of guy who says really insensitive, stupid crap, but feels he's a good person at heart? Or, I mean, what is going on there? You, you hear so many stories of people talking about JBL bullying and being a prick backstage. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess Justin Roberts in his new book, he's got a lot about JBL in there. So I'm going to be checking that out. Justin Roberts will actually be joining us soon, I think in the next week cool. or two. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's, and it's the uh, WWE. So normal rules don't apply. As somebody pointed out that, you know, uh, what was it tonight that uh, was it was a Bix pointed out online that the the Bella twin stepfather originally scouted them, you know, in like a lingerie magazine thinking they were really attractive, you know, and like, look how things turn out. The WWE is not normal company. No. But, but going back to the Tom Phillips thing, I think he actually did a much better job tonight than he did last night. There weren't quite as many O's and O's. I mean, he was actually there calling moves and he worked well with the other guys. And yeah. even even Saxton and Otunga weren't completely insufferable tonight i thought the commentary for the most part tonight did a pretty nice job yeah i thought that was fine um yeah i think tom phillips he's he's improving i think he's uh i mean he could be uh you know i, I don't see him ever being jr no, no, uh, no maybe michael cole <laughs> but you know he and Corey graves just going back to their nxt days are are so good together i would love to see them as just a two-man booth sometime in the future and I, that's kind of inevitable at this point with both of their stars seeming to be on the rise yeah no absolutely <clears throat> um so but i'll tell you one thing what listening uh watching takeover from last night man really really uh miss cory on the mic mm -hmm. there it's a very different dynamic you know i'm yes. sure it'll evolve yeah. still yeah. early but i mean i think cory's just fantastic someone's asking what what did jbl do basically um <laughs> Yeah. We'll just run it down real quick, but um, basically rumors, he, all rumors. Well, not really. Uh, th th this is the public part. So Morrow uh, placed, you know, he won announcer of the year, uh, the wrestling on uh, the wrestling observer year end awards. Uh, and in the wrestling observer, they, they post a top 10. So Morrow tweeted that out JBL and didn't place in the top 10. I, th I think he might've been one or two on the worst. Uh, so he flipped out. 
and he just went on, uh, he just went off on bring it to the table or whatever that show is going off on Morrow. Uh, they went back and forth on Twitter, you know, JBL was ripping him. So we don't know what happened behind the scenes. There's rumors about what JBL said behind the scenes and, uh, Morrow who's had a history with depression, uh, you know, that he hasn't been on TV since he says he's getting better. Um, his best friend, Boss Rutten, who UFC legend, uh, former UFC heavyweight champion, said, you know, had some poignant tweets. So it's clear that, you know, that JBL is, is a big part of the reason because Boss was asked about Morrow's condition and instantly went after JBL. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, that's, that's where we are now. And JBL's on and Morrow's not. And hopefully, hopefully Morrow can come back because he's been doing an amazing job. But absolutely, we'll see. Yeah, kind of nuts. Uh, so with where we're at tonight, now we now here's the cool thing: where we're at tonight, in many ways, does feel like the season finale, right? The year-end finale. This was the big uh, culmination of everything we've had, at least since SummerSlam in the WWE. Tomorrow and Tuesday are soft reboots of a sort that we got new seasons going forward. But with that in mind, so what do you think about Mania overall tonight? Uh, Raj, I'll go to you first. That was good. I mean, I, again, I thought the only thing that I, I felt like the only thing that was bad was Orton and Wyatt. I thought it was a good show otherwise. So I, I give it, uh, if it wasn't so long, I think it would have been a, a solid B plus, but I'd, I'd probably go like a B minus just because of the length and how long it was. Chris? Yeah, I'll change it up a little bit and go on the 10 scale. Uh, it, like, like Raj said, it did get long, um, but there were really no complete you know, duds on the card, maybe besides that um, Orton and Wyatt match. I thought the card started off completely strong. I mean, it, it got us excited, and then some of the main events played out mostly like we thought they would. So there weren't a ton of surprises on hand, but it was solid from top to bottom, and we'll go 7.5 out of 10. And just to completely change it up, I'll go in the Siskel and Ebert scale, and I will give it two <laughs> thumbs up. There you go. Um, yeah, I, th you know, and for me, that's the thing. It's sort of pass fail. Right. And it's like, there's some of these pay-per-views that by the end of it, man, just put a bullet in my head. Like I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with life. I'm done with living. Just what I've been through was just too much. I don't want to live in this world anymore. If that's what's considered a WWE pay-per-view, but tonight was a refreshing change of pace. They that's really pretty. gave it their all. Wow. That was pretty intense there, Glenn. That, that was. <laughs> that, if only Matt were here for the rebuttal. But, Remember uh, Fastlane, guys? Remember what Fastlane was like a couple yeah, weeks ago? That was tough. You know? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's, it's, like, it's like some weird version of Stockholm Syndrome, where it's like after you just want to pop on some good TV and be like, oh, this is what real entertainment's like. Um, you know, that's how it is some weeks after Raw. But man, tonight, no, look, it wasn't perfect. But compared to what the expectations were, I mean, go back, listen to what we were talking about Sunday and Wednesday, uh, going, or Monday and Wednesday going into this exceeded my expectations yeah by, i'll by, say that yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it exceeded expectations as well i thought it was the best one probably since uh 28 or so oh. i think uh you know I, I, 28 was good because isn't that wasn't that the um triple h taker match uh that was good i thought 30 was really good yeah 30 was good and especially uh, with the streak ending even though that match wasn't anything yeah. just that spectacle of it is just such a memorable one and daniel bryan winning at the end you just well, can't yeah. forget yeah. that celebration but but yeah, I think it was the best one since. Even though I thought the one in uh, California wasn't bad either. I feel like a 32, lot of these or thirty-one work better. And this is the thing with most WWE pay-per-views, most episodes of Raw. A lot of those moments work great 
when you're doing the retrospective clips, but aren't actually a lot of fun to watch start to finish. I think tonight was a rare pay-per-view that was actually pretty rewarding to watch start to finish. Yeah. I think if you could cut out an hour of it, it's an easy oh. show to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and, Just a little uh, too long. A little too yeah. long. Who do you guys think uh, besides the obvious, maybe Balor, who, who do you think maybe returns sometime this week or in the near future? Any call-ups that you see fit? Nakamura Tuesday, maybe. That's been uh, that's been the rumor. It's Nakamura on SmackDown. I mean, he said goodbye. I mean, that was a pretty clear uh, departure. So, uh, man, if they put him on Raw, um, yeah. then they're really they're really hurting SmackDown, especially with Cena leaving. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, with either Bray Wyatt, you know, if, if Bray Wyatt and Orton's continuing, then AJ Styles is open. So Nakamura mm-hmm. and AJ would be great. Or uh, or you do it the other way around with uh, Nakamura and Bray, Bray Wyatt if they're going with AJ and Orton. And it kind of looks like they are because that's, uh, that's the interview they published with AJ after is that he's going for the title. Yeah. Um, maybe we see Angle tomorrow night as the new Raw GM? I don't think so. Hmm. I, I hope so. I just I just don't get that feeling. I, 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 don't, I don't know if – I mean, we'll see. I, I guess uh, – you know, uh, Angle really seems like he wants to wrestle and not, but you know, I, I, I could see him. Uh, I mean, it, it's a natural doing something fit. else. Right. Because if he's a, a natural fit, as far as the GM role, then he could have a little kerfluffle with a superstar and end up taking that all the way to SummerSlam and then having a marquee match there. So, I mean, that's just sort of a direction I think they could go with Angle if they want to put him back in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, it's it's been a long night, but why don't we get a few questions and then we'll get more tomorrow after Raw. And I want to thank our fans while you're sending these questions. We got 1,400 people watching right now, Raj, which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, you guys have been hanging with us on Twitter. Uh, quick plug for that. Uh, you can find uh, all of our Twitter handles in the show notes there. If you want to watch uh, along live, see us tweet about this. Chris takes over the Wrestling Inc. Twitter account during most Raw Smackdowns and pay-per-views. And I tweet along as well, at Glenn Rubenstein. Raj was getting in on the action tonight. And please follow us on there for up-to-the-minute thoughts. But yeah, let's uh, look to the chat and see what questions you all have, because you all are hardcore and hanging with us here we gotta reward you for sticking it out this long yeah so as, as far real quick as far as other surprises i don't think there's going to be as many uh nxt call-ups as they did last year last year they had like a paul cruz yeah. uh enzo and cass um who else was there um vaude villains vaude villains uh, there was was there a, a female Car- carmella carmella yeah well she was uh, in the draft not in the well yeah that's true that's true yeah. right right um, um, but no, uh, uh, Enzo and Cass, yeah, we said that, and um, I think that was it. But uh, who's left? I mean, aside from Nakamura and the revival, I mean, can, can NXT even afford to lose them? I mean, watching last night, so I guess the takeover was good, but man, there's there's some there's a void. I there's feel. some depth issues there right yeah. now. And, and I, sorry, Raj, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, you know, they've made some of these signings, and as far as the women's division, they just announced that women's tournament for this summer, uh, you know, they're probably going to sign a handful of them. Um, and I've got a few names that I would like to see like a Tessa Blanchard or something like that. Being Absolutely. A, being a North Carolinian, she's, she's one of my favorites, but uh, even though great. she, she kind of apparently ticked some people off in her, one of her tryout matches on NXT taping at one point. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's the reason she didn't get the call back initially. That's what I read somewhere, but uh, I really hope she comes back. But uh, I think there's going to be ways to fill those voids and, and a, 
issue that we haven't talked about yet from one of those Triple H conference calls before Mania weekend was that he looked. Uh, they're looking at potentially expanding the performance centers to to multiple sites. Is that something that maybe we should look for in the next year or two, Raj? Uh, no, I mean they asked him. Uh, yeah, that's an idea, but he it, it sounded like they're that's not in the plans. Okay. Um, you know, someone's asking if, if the Hardys are going to keep their broken gimmick. I think it's pretty clear they're not. You yeah. know, they're giving a tip of the hat to it. You know, like Michael Cole said, things are going to get broken or something, but they didn't call them the broken Hardys. Uh, they did the interviews after, and they were back to their old selves. They were so. looking like late 90s all over again tonight. It was awesome, you know, with those outfits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was their old stuff and their old music and – and. Uh, you know, even with the delete stuff, he wasn't overdoing it. He did yeah. like a chop here and there. Very that, subtle. Yep. Yeah, it was very subtle. Um, he almost sounded, he almost seemed a little confused with what he should do, you know, like uh, trying not, you know, like where that middle ground was of, of mm-hmm. you know, giving a tip to that, to that gimmick, but, but not using it. So, um, so yeah, so there, they won't be using it and it's, it's, it, you know, who knows how well that would have worked on the main roster with WWE's hands on it anyway. Yeah. So what else do we got? Everyone keeps asking me, how was Grease last night? It was Grease 2, guys. I wouldn't just make, miss TakeOver for the first Grease. Uh, superior sequel and Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. It was a double feature. Did you by chance go back and watch last night's podcast uh, to where no, Matt got a promo I, on you? I've been oh thinking. Oh, my God. I've been thinking I need to based on the tweets I've been getting. I just yeah, you should probably check that out. It, it, it's worth a watch, believe me. Oh, good. And Meg, I heard from Matt. He did. <laughs> he did fall asleep, so uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Um, Maybe I'll have a rebuttal for him then after we're done talking about. Someone's that. asking if if Angle will work with uh, American Alpha. I don't see that at all. You can you see where WWE has American Alpha pegged. Um, I, I don't think they see them as someone to put with a star like Kurt Angle. I mean, Kurt Angle is a huge star, so I, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. And, uh, I guess we can do one last one. Someone says a B plus is suspect. I said it was B plus if it wasn't so long and I'd give it a B minus. I, if I was at a 10, I'd give it a seven. Um, and for the revival to SmackDown, someone's asking. Chris Payne's asking that. I think that'd be great. I think, um, man, American Alpha could really use that right now for a program. Yeah, with the Hardys on with the Hardys on Raw, SmackDown could use something. So, yeah, I'd like to see that. But uh, you got the Usos as champions; they're heels. Um, I, I, I see the revival being heels when they come up. So, I don't know, maybe they work with American Alpha first, and then you know move to the tag title picture, but. SmackDown, they need to revamp that tag division because it just feels like a bunch of uh, nobodies right now. But I think last night on NXT, after, uh, well, A, once they worked with DIY and then once they were going against AOP, I think that proved that uh, the Revival could work as faces and they could get over. I mean, uh, they had the crowd in the palm of their hand and the crowd wanted them to win. Yeah, we'll have to see how it translates to the main roster, though. Because, you know, a lot of these people, a lot of these guys will be over in NXT and American Alpha is a huge example of that. Although yep. a lot of that has to do with their booking. Yeah, they um, dropped the ball there. <clears throat> right. So you just have to see how it translates. And with the Revival's personality, uh, I, I mean, they're great in the ring. I, I really like them. But um, will that connect right off the bat with people that have never seen them? Yep. And, you know, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, I think if they just come on, if we can get American Alpha and the Revival doing a match that's even half as good as some of their best work in NXT, I think that will get people's attention and re- help reboot the SmackDown tag division. Yeah, as someone's asking if a draft is going to happen, I mean, that was always a plan. Even Vince McMahon even said it was going to happen on uh, this conference call I was on. Which one was that? Oh, that was their uh, their quarterly call. Vince McMahon was talking about having the draft and stars changing brands, so... Yeah, that's definitely definitely the plan. Someone's asked about Shelton Benjamin. Nah, eh, he's cleared. He is clear. Japan though, right? You're saying he's going to stay stick with Japan? Or that's where, his, where he's going to go next? Is that what he said? I saw. I see the headlines on Reddit, Raj, and on Wrestling. <laughs> that's what I pay attention to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure if WWE would take him, if they have an offer for him, he'd take it. But it was supposed to happen last summer, wasn't it? After the brand split. Um. Yeah. 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 And then he got injured. Yep. Yeah, well, he went for his testing, and then they found this injury, so uh, he can go. Um, I almost think they should use him for NXT because there's uh, kind of a you know a depth, a talent depth right now. I mean, they got Drew Galloway because right now at the top, there's no um, there's, there's Bobby Roode and Cassius Ono. I guess is going to be slotted in there pretty soon. I don't I don't know about that because they put him on the losing end of that six man tag, uh, you know, at takeovers. Yeah, I think if that was the next step, they would have him get a win. So uh, my guess is they're probably going to go with Drew. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't know. They got to do something. They yeah, gotta... I mean, there, there's depth issues there again at the top, especially. But you know, could Dillinger get a program out of that? Maybe since apparently this thing. But I mean, he just lost to a faction, so. Uh, I almost don't see that feud ending. I think that goes for a little bit too. I feel like Dillinger and Oscar are never getting called up at this point. <laughs> Dillinger <laughs> yeah. feels like it. They I mean, Dillinger is probably going to be that player coach type of role, I think, in yeah. NXT, and he's sort of that gatekeeper kind of guy. And Oscar, they're going to have her as as the brand uh, going forward in NXT. So yeah, Dillinger is kind of like an over CJ Parker right now, where he he loses every time at Takeover, but uh, he, his work is solid and. You pretty, could easily be on the main roster. No, absolutely. Um, so less than 24 hours, folks. We're going to be back here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Myself, Raj, Matt Morgan. And then on Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, we're going to be talking SmackDown Live, which is in Orlando on Tuesday night. So, man, we're going to get that. That's really when WrestleMania week ends. It's Tuesday night with SmackDown. So we're going to talk about that all Wednesday morning, give our final thoughts. So be sure to join us tomorrow night, Wednesday, back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Chris, thanks for hanging out. Where can people find you on online? They can find me at knockdown underscore radio. I just tripped uh, my goal for the weekend. I set a goal for followers, and uh, our fantastic fans uh, helped me meet that. So appreciate it, guys. You deserve it, man. And Raj, people should keep looking for Wrestling Inc. because uh, the train ain't slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> it it, it ain't slowing down. I think we've had like a 200 articles posted on the site wow. this weekend. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it's not slowing down. So definitely keep checking out checking it out. Cool, cool. And uh, yeah, give us all a follow on Twitter. We'll be uh, tweeting on to Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. And of course, Wrestling Inc. will as well. And we'll see you back here less than 24 hours, folks, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We made it through WrestleMania Mania proper. Two more shows to go. Take care, everyone. Have a good night.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.